Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. And we are back. Yay. And by by we, I mean just the two of us. I know, it's a little sad. Yeah. Uh, Father Petrie is on vacation, but we're praying for him on his time away. Yeah, so Brother Elijah here uh, with, with Father Anthony Tinker uh, and the in, in spirit, Father Peter Teresa, which I'm, I'm sure he will be listening to this with, with much jealousy. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hope so. Yes, you and me both. Uh, because I, I want him to feel like, like he's missing out on something. But, um, so we're going to do something a little bit different today with our show, Father. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, Father Petrie's is out, out of way, and so we're going to switch things up. I'm yeah. ready. I feel like he's been holding us back a little bit. So. <laughs> Don't tell him that. So I think what we need to do today is um, we've been getting some requests for, for topics for our podcast. And, and please, if you do have things that you would like us to cover, um, you can either send us an email or you can let us know when you see us. Um, some of the topics aren't so meaty that I think we need to spend an entire podcast on it. So I think what we're going to do today is we're just going to do like a Q and A. Okay, nice. You know, maybe in the future when we like upgrade, we can have like people actually call in and stuff. <laughs> One day, but, you know, hopes for the future. <laughs> yeah. So, but for right now, we're just going to make pretend they're calling with these questions. Oh, okay. I can do that. Okay. So we need so, a little like. Bring. Yeah, we can. We can do a little bring. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just going to ask you these questions. Okay. And there's a little, so just to be aware of the people, I'm a little off the cuff here. So we're yes. just going to, you're going to get some brain flow right now. Yes. I'm ready. That's what I was uh, hes- hesitating. Just with. like a caller. This is like, just like someone was calling and asking you a question yes. right now. Yes. Okay. So you're just going to be on the spot, Father. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> so well, everyone have your catechisms open to examine if Father is speaking correctly. <laughs> okay. So the first one, I know uh, we've done a podcast on confession already, uh, but the question came up again. And so um, if you want more on this, you can look uh, on our past podcasts on confessions. Uh, But this is kind of a twofold question. So just briefly, uh, making a good confession, how do we make a good confession? Um, And then why confess our sins over and over again? Oh, okay. Those are good questions. So... Uh, first, making a good confession. It, a, a lot of it has to do with the, the preparation for confession. And again, I would recommend the podcast uh, Father Petrus did on this, but really examine your conscience. I, I recommend a nightly examination of conscience, where every night you're going through, um, you can look up the Jesuits or, or sending the a great, a great exam in prayer for you to do. Um, but to, to go in and to nightly examine your conscience and just say, okay, what are the ways in which I, I did things that broke um, against, I like to go through the seven deadly sins. I think it's a great category. Or you want to go through 10 commandments. You want to go through, um, the St. Paul's uh, chapter 13 from first Corinthians about love. What are the ways in which I've, I've done wrong today? I've, I've sinned today. And then maybe how have I failed to do good? You know, cause both, we, we know what have we done? What have we failed to do? What are the ways in which I haven't acted charitably when I could have done something I should have done? And so you go through every night, do an examination of conscience, and then you kind of understand, okay, these are the sins I'm struggling with. And then when you go to confession, um, you can either write those down, uh, you know, as you, as you examine your conscience, or just going in, you already have the realization. You're not just trying to think up on the spot because every night you've examined your conscience and you've asked God for his forgiveness. Um, part of the examine good is to do thanksgiving. Not only to look at the sins, also to thank God for the things that he's done. But 
just as far as the uh, making a good confession, you go through, you say, where have I fallen? Um, f- done things that I shouldn't have done or failed to do things I should have done. And, and every, if you do that every night, that's really going to help you make a good confession. And then uh, why do we confess the same sins over and over again? Um, so it's a battle that we're in. You know, we're at spiritual war. And, and so we have to prepare ourselves for that spiritual battle and, and recognize that, that the enemy, um, he likes to hit us when we're weak in our, in our greatest weaknesses. And temptations will come in the areas of our greatest sin. And in confession, there's a few things that happen. Not only are we forgiven from our sins, we also get grace, and specifically particular grace, to combat the sins that we confess. So if I go in and I've confessed, you know, or I'm a huge gossip, you know, I just gossip, gossip, gossip. I can't, I can't, every time I go to work, we just, I find myself, I tell myself I'm not going to gossip today. And I go to work and we sit by the water cooler, you know, or the coffee pot and we start talking and all of a sudden I just find myself gossiping about, you know, Susan and, and office, office down the, uh, the, on the next hall over and how nobody likes her and our boss and all these other such things, right? And I just find myself falling into these things. Um, that when we confess them, we're getting particular grace to respond to this sin, right? To build up the strength, the, 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 the spiritual weapons that we need to when that temptation comes, you say, no, I'm walking away. No, I'm not going to give into this. No, I'm not going to fall into this sin. Um, so confession, the reason we do it over and over and over again is because that it's going to help us to receive the grace to overcome this sin. And we're going to find ourselves making progress. And sometimes um, it's kind of like, if you're an, if you like to exercise, you like to run or lift weights. Sometimes you're like, man, I'm not making any progress, right? I'm not getting any stronger. I'm not my my times are getting worse when I run. Like this isn't doing anything. But if you keep running, you keep exercising. A year later, you're gonna find, wow, I'm in better shape. My body looks better. I feel better. I am lifting a little bit more weight. I am have a little more endurance when I when I exercise. A little more energy. You're gonna find yourself that maybe at, from week one to week two, there's not a big difference. But after, after a year, you know, after that time, and, and the spiritual life is, is often like that, that we, it's climbing up a mountain. And every day we're taking a step up that mountain. And it might not feel like we're, we're making a lot of progress um, on these sins that we're combating over and over and over again. But I think we'll find as we look back that hopefully the sins of our youth we're not struggling with anymore. And hopefully that, that we have found ourselves on the like, whoa, I don't do that as much as I used to. As we continue on the spiritual life, if we are actually moving forward, and so that's why it's important, I think, to go back and, and again and again ask for God's forgiveness for these things and recognize he always forgives. That, that maybe we beat, beat ourselves up a little bit, like, man, I've been struggling with this. How can God keep forgiving me? But the beautiful thing about the cross is he always forgives, always forgives. And, and, and there's, there's, there's struggles, there's difficulties, and he's going to give us the grace to respond, and we'll find ourselves making progress. And maybe we're, we're still, we hit the grade before we're, we've overcome you know, but it's a great opportunity for humility and recognizing our desperate need for God. Well, Father, what if, what if I know that I'm just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again? Yeah, and people say that. that this is like, well, why go to confession? Because I know I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and when you're struggling with, and I'll bring up pornography. That's the one I get a lot, you know, in the, in the confessional of like, it's a big struggle today. It is, I can't even imagine what it's like um, to have access you know, just on your phone, in your pocket, to, to terrible things all the time, especially for young men or young women um, who are struggling with this addiction. And it's just like, oh my goodness, like I can't get over it. Um, so why even go to confession? I'm just going to do it anyway. Well, that's not our hope. And really, if you're really contrite, so if you're going to confession, right, one of the things is I have to be actually sorry for my sins and I have to have a resolve not to do it again. And that's a part of confession. 
Now, even if you're like, man, I'm, I don't know, I, I, I probably will do it again, right? And I'm really struggling. That's not your, it can't be your resolve or your attitude. It's got to be a, no, I'm really going to go and try. I'm really going to go and break forward. And um, I really highly recommend um, Father Sean Kilcally doing great work in this area because, um, you know, and there's all these stories about people who've overcome these addictions, who've overcome, and not just these addictions, but alcohol, drugs, right? These, these, these terrible, terrible addictions in their life. You can find people and who have said, well, I've been in AA for 30 years. I've been off alcohol. And these are addicts, people who are drunks are now free. And people who are sex addicts or pornography addicts, drug addicts, now free. And so you look at them and be like, wait, wait, wait. There was probably a time in their life when they're like, man, there's no way I'm getting over this. There's no way. And yet here they are and they've been sober for 30 years or whatever the case may be. And that should give us hope to say, okay, that person was in the place I am right now and, and the Lord helped to free them. He can help to free me too. And I've got to keep going to fight the battle each and every day. And it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a struggle. I'm going to go forth from here. And I maybe have to keep going to confession. I have to keep asking God for forgiveness because I'm really struggling. But I have a resolve in my heart that I don't want to do this anymore. And I've just got to trust the Lord that he's going to help me. And I have to do things on the natural, right? If you're not going to get out of the house, right? You're you know, addicted to pornography. You've got to get yourself away from situations where you're on the internet in private. Um, but but you got to do the things you need to do on the natural. But you ask, you also have to just trust the Lord that he's pouring forth his grace and he's going to give us the help. And we've got to just just go and fight the battle. Like I said, even if, even if it's a struggle and difficulty and you're like, man, I'm not going to do this again. Eventually the time will come where you're going to be free because addicts have been free. There's a day where somebody got sober and they've been sober since that day. And so hopefully that day of confession is the day for you. Yeah. And it seems to me that, um, you know, sometimes uh, we can, if we are struggling with something in that way that, you know, to just say, well, I'll just go to confession and it'll probably just be better. But that we have to recognize that process of conversion means that we actually have to work on it. Like you're saying, like we have to actually take practical steps sometimes to actually do that. And that confession is kind of supporting us in that way. But, you know, there's more on our part that we often have to do. Yeah, it's not a magic like pill. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, in the sense of it, like sins are completely forgiven, but it's, it, you're, you're still the same person. Yeah. Struggling with the same things when you leave there. Yeah. And the grace comes but you're still the same person struggling with the same things. And you're the one who has to make the decision to say, okay, no, I'm going to say no. And even, even we've talked about this with fasting. Like I can say no to that cake. I can say no to that donut. And when I do that, it strengthens me. The result say I can say no to when the real temptation comes. That every time, even if let's say you go to confession and if it's the first night and you want to, you want to, whatever you're, you're struggling, that sin, that temptation comes and you can say no, right? For that the one time, that's going to build strength. That's going to build stamina. Say, no, I have the strength. Like I have the grace. I can do it. Um, and, uh, and again, the confession, I've definitely talked to people like, man, I go to confession, I'm all strength strong. And then like two weeks later, I'm, you know, I'm struggling again. It's like, well, I go to confession every week, mm-hmm. you know, keep getting asking the, for the grace of God from the confessional. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the first, that's the first one there. Yeah, someone's we got calling. another we have call a caller. here. So, uh, I think, uh, caller, what is your question? Oh, it's about surrender. Okay. So father. We have a question about surrender. So how do we surrender uh, to the Lord in our lives? How do we, you know, give the Lord uh, those things that are either burdening us or whatever the case may be? How do we surrender, practice surrender? That's a really deep question. I think that's a really, really beautiful question, really profound question. Because I think it's, a part of it is the, um, you know, the the key to the spiritual life. Mm. Um, You know, that that we do, so first we do need to surrender, right? And, And surrender is a good thing in the spiritual life. 
that that oftentimes we think of surrender in a negative sense mm. of like if I've surrendered I've lost right if I've surrendered I've given up hope um and uh and yet in the spiritual life when you're saying God I'm surrendering you're actually saying it like it's a good thing because you're letting go and you're surrendering to the Lord right not surrendering like we just I walk confession not surrendering I'm giving up on trying to overcome the sin that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about surrendering of the heart, surrendering of the mind, surrendering of the will, surrendering of, the, of, of, of yourself over to the Lord. Like just giving yourself over and saying, God, I surrender. So first we just got to say it is a good thing, right? In the, in the spiritual life to surrender. And what is it? what does it mean to surrender? I think it means that you really are, it's a letting go. And especially in our, in our culture today where it's like, it's egocentric. It's me, me, me. It's my wants, my desires, my will. And we put ourselves first. Um, uh, that that surrendering to the Lord is saying no 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 not my will not my will but your will be done and Our Lady so beautifully you know her fiat you know let it be done to me according to Thy word not what I want not what I desire but but Lord what you want what you desire and so um, we we need to um, just I think recognize that the, not only is this a good thing but what it is it's it's the the surrendering of my will and my desire my plan, my purpose to the will of God for my life. You know, it's because it's about vocation, you know, and you and I are, um, are, are living out and, and uh, are, are, I'm living out a vocation of the priesthood. You're discerning a vocation of the priesthood and, and that we, we have to discern this. We have to surrender and say, okay, there's things I'm going to have to let go of, which are beautiful things, marriage, kids, you know, family, uh, all these beautiful aspects, which we, we, we would say, these are positive things. These are good things. These are holy things. And yet God's asking me to surrender you know, these things, these desires of my heart to say there's something else he's called me to, right? The priesthood, religious life. Um, and this is, this is what surrenders. So how do we do it, right? I've talked about what it is, uh, that's it, that it is important and what it is, but how do we do it? Um, and and I, I think when well, we imitate Our Lady, you know, ask Our Lady for her help. Um, but it's a, it's a daily decision. You know, first is the act of the will. You say, you know what? I've got to let go of my own will, my own plan, my own purpose. And I've got to let go of what I want, what I desire. And I have to, to say to God, okay, um, I, need, I want your will. I want your plan. I want your purpose. And trust him in that. And, and because if we don't trust God, if we don't trust that he's got a good plan for us, he's got a, his will is greater than our will, we're never going to do it. We're never going to do it. So we have to trust him. Let's say, so how do we do it? Well, we build trust in the Lord. And we build trust by each and every day um, when thanking him. Because I think if we look back, so oftentimes, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he was telling me um, that he was out of work and he was looking for a job and he, he had a job offer. And uh, he was 50, it's hard for him to get a job, but it was in his field, but he had to move across the country. Um, but he, was, he prayed about it and then he's like, okay, like, I think I should do this. And uh, he wasn't positive, but he was kind of like, okay. And, and he went across the country, took a new job. And within the year, you know, the person who he, he moved to, which he thought, I'm moving my whole family. Like, this is the rest. I'm going to retire here. I'm going to go and do this job and I'm going to retire here. And then they sold the company within the year. And he had just moved his whole, he had moved his family. He, you know, kind of like t- t- uprooted. He thought he was going to be there forever. And a year later, it's like, okay, God, what, like, what's going on here? Like, was this you? Did I, did I miss it? Or was this you? Um, and, and I think we, uh, we, we enter those times where we lack trust. It's like, can I really trust God? He's done things like this. He's moved across the country and, you know, maybe I made a mistake, but maybe it was him and, and it really hurt if it was him because this was really hard and I moved everything and I put all my, I, I put all my, my eggs in one basket and I feel like it failed. 
And, and to be able to talk to him and say, well, we've got to trust the Lord, that his plan was greater and higher. Like, and, and, and he is, is work, worked through that situation. And, and, uh, and especially if, if you did feel like this was the Lord, you're doing your best to do as the Lord, and, and, and that he, he's working through this time in your life. That maybe it was important for you to move across the country. Maybe this was important. Maybe this time in that company was really beneficial to help you get uh, for your resume, to get another job, even to, to make some income since you're out of work, to just get you through the next step in your life. Um, I don't like. There's many reasons that God could have called you to this, and we've got to just surrender and trust. Good God, your plans are greater than my plans. And on the natural, this really hurts and it's really hard. But I have to let go of. Well, here's what I want. I just want to retire this company. I want things to be easy. I want things to just be smooth. I don't like change, you know. And we get all these 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 attitudes and mentalities to say, "I just want the easy life." And God says, "Well, here's the cross. Here's the struggle, here's the difficulty, and that can be hard. It can be like trust. So we got to trust Him and trust. Okay, this is what He wants, and then we give into that. We, we give into um, His plan, His purpose, and let go of our plan and our purpose. So I think a big thing is trust, and then uh, the act of the will. So, so I so say, "I want this. I trust you, God." And I want this. And then we day day to day do it. And this those little daily tasks of, okay, you know what? My will right now is to sit down and, you know, eat a bunch of Doritos and watch four hours straight of Netflix. Uh, but I haven't prayed yet today. And I haven't prayed my rosary. And I haven't read my scriptures. And, and I'm going to take some time for those things. Not say maybe I'll spend an hour eating Doritos and watching Netflix, but I'm not going to spend the next four hours doing it. I'm going to take time for the priorities, which is, I need to go. I have some errands I need to run. I need some prayer I need to do. And, and I feel God, you know, calling me to do those things first, or at least to say a prayer to say, okay, God, it, 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 what should I do next? You know, if there are some things, let's sit quiet for a little bit. Sometimes we get so busy, we just move to the next thing and we need to stop. And, uh, and if we daily make those, those acts of surrender to say, not my will, your will, and we do that, then we're going to help us in the big picture to just surrender our lives completely to him. What would you say about if there's a, a, a situation where we recognize that we can't surrender or that we, we're feeling resistance. You know, how do we, what do we do there? Like, how do we get, how do we get to that place? Yeah. So, and these, 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 these times happen in our lives, especially a, a big one is like forgiveness. Um, someone really, really hurt me and I can't forgive them. Um, I had a conversation a couple of days ago and it was a person who'd been really, really hurt by some people. And I got to the question, like, have you been able to forgive them? And she's like, no, I haven't. And, and so, uh, we know we talked that through, but it's, it, it, she's got to get to the place where, and she's been really hurt, you know, it's been really hard and it's not just like, okay, well, we'll just do it. It's like, okay, it's going to take some time here for you to be able to recognize that then you forgive. We talked about what forgiveness is. We talked about why it's important to forgive, give these things over to the Lord, et cetera, to help her along the path to letting things go. But there's certainly times in our life where we say, I don't know if I can surrender. Or we're so wounded, like I, my, I'm driven by my passion, my desire for, for, for money, you know? And so if I say, you've got to surrender this job that you have, you know, which is, you know, taking you away from your family. It's making you a mean person. And, and yeah, you're making a lot of money, but it's, it's not good for you. It's not good for your family. Um, you've got to let go. You've got to surrender this thing that where money's my God, you know, money's my desire and say, um, no, no, I've got to put my, fam- my God first and my family first. And so there's times when we co- we're confronted with ourselves, our own, the own hurts and wounds that we have, the own desires that we have. And, and we can often sometimes say like, ugh, I don't want to surrender. But I think, I think we'll recognize that when we don't surrender, it doesn't give us peace. That ultimately, um, that what we're looking for are the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifest in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. 
that, that if, we, if we can let go and fully enter into the surrender that God has for us, we're going to find the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We're going to find the peace that God has for us. We're going to find the joy God has for us. When we don't surrender, we're going to lack peace. We're going to lack joy. And so I just want to encourage, if, if you're like, ah, I can't, I, like, I can't surrender this thing. Like, it's too hard. It's too difficult. To say, um, well, I encourage you to try. Try to make, again, that act of the will. To say, okay, God, your plan might be better than my plan. Surprise, surprise. Your way might be better than my way. And, and I've got to give it a chance. And so whatever this thing is, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give it a try. Um, and it might just be a try and be like, God, I just got to try it. Like, I'm going to be honest. This, I'm taking a leap of faith right now. And it's going to be really hard for me. But I'm going to take this step and say, okay. And, and just just recognize that 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 when we take those steps, we're going to find the whole the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifest. Because we do as well, we're going to find the fruits. We're going to find the peace, um, and uh, and that's what we're looking for. And and peace, that deep spiritual peace, not as the, the um, John Paul II said, peace is not the absence of war. Like it doesn't mean I'm not at war. Right? Like okay, things are peaceful. But it's like no, there's a deep spiritual peace here. Yeah. So I think just take take the step and ask God for His grace and, and follow the peace. Yeah, yeah, I've. I've often found in my own life that uh, when there were times where I felt kind of that resistance that, you know, just like what you're saying, just that, that little, you know, prayer to just ask the Lord for the grace to do it, or even just the acknowledgement to the Lord that, wow, like, I think you're asking me to do this, but I just can't do it, uh, can oftentimes be enough for him to start moving you in the right direction. He's very good at kind of bringing us to that point where, where that just has to be the, the decision we make. Um, I was a loving father. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's about, he, he just wants you to open the door. Yeah. Right. And uh, and he'll he'll move. He'll work. He, he doesn't expect us. You know, he, he recognizes our he was human. He knows our humanity. Mm. But he just we do have to say yes. And the other thing that has certainly helped me uh, to surrender uh, for sure is is my relationship with with our lady. Yeah. And so on that note, um, you know, we're we're looking at as both as a community of, of Franciscan friars of the Holy Spirit down here on the on the reservation. But um, op- also, hopefully, you know, for, for those we minister to, uh, that we want to try and do a, a Marian consecration um, to Our Lady uh, that would begin on November 5th and end on uh, the, the Immaculate Conception. And so uh, I found in my own life that, you know, relationship with Our Lady, and especially living out consecration to her, has, has been huge in, in this, uh, really, every part of my spiritual life, um, uh, just kind of her aid and her help. Um, so as we invite, you know, people, uh, within the next few weeks to do this consecration with us, uh, could you just, you know, speak a little bit on that as well, Father, just Marian consecration, just the importance of it. Um, why Marian consecration? That's, yeah. a good, that's a good question. Um, so we have to recognize that Our Lady is the prime example of, uh, of how to live out um, our relationship with the Lord, that we have no better example of someone fully human who completely submitted to the will of God and did the will of God. And so she is um, our model, right? The, the, the virgin-made church, as we say, that she represents the church. Um, and, and so I'm, getting back to our surrender in many ways, her fiat is uh, absolutely incredible. Um, it, it is a simply, it's a blank check to the Lord. It simply says, like, let it be done to me according to thy word. Like, okay. Like, what I want to happen in my life is what is your, your, you, is what you want. Your word, the word you spoke, let it happen. Let it be. Not my will, not my plan, not my purpose. And, and her fiat is, is what we're all called to. And, but oftentimes, it's hard for us to do. 
it's hard for us. And we just talk about how to surrender, right? Hard for us to give that fiat. And Mary will help us. Mary will help us give that fiat to the Lord. Um, and 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 how? Well, she intercedes for us, right? We, so we believe that, you know, uh, part, that that she's up in heaven. She's praying for her children. She's interceding for us, and that she is the most powerful intercessor we have um, uh, among the the saints of God because she's His mother and she's the Immaculate Conception, right? She is without sin, and, and so the example that Louis de Montfort uses um, is. Let's say um, you just have an apple and you want to give it to the king, but it's not a very good apple. It's kind of like a little, you know, a little, it's not the best apple of the, uh, in the, the field, but it's all you got. Like, here's my little apple that I want to give to God. And representing our prayers, representing ourselves that we're trying to give over to the Lord. Um, and, and, and what Mary does, if we give the apple to Mary and say, will you give this to the king on my behalf? She takes the apple and she puts it on a big silver platter, right? And she brings it over to the king. And the king receives the gift because of two reasons. One, because it's coming from his mom. Uh, and two, because it's put on a big silver platter, right? And maybe the apple itself isn't much, but um, because of, uh, of Our Lady and her, her intercession, her, her coming in between, that the petition, the prayer um, coming to the Lord, it, it, uh, it, it looks a whole lot nicer, a whole lot more beautiful in that regard. And that's that's just an example, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's with all analogies and nothing is perfect, but it's an analogy of how Our Lady works, that she really is before the throne on our behalf, beseeching on our behalf, beseeching for her children um, and asking for, God, for, our, for God's grace, God's blessing to be upon us. I mean, the, the miraculous medal, um, which is such a, such a beautiful image, it's, it's got Our Lady there um, and it's got these rays coming out of her hands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what is, uh, our, when um, St. Catherine Labre asked, like, what is, like, what's, what is this? And Our Lady says, well, these are all the graces um, that God has granted to me to pour forth upon the earth uh, that are going unused, unheeded, right? That, that, that as the mother you know, who's interceding, praying, pray for us, God responds, and he allows Our Lady to, 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 to you know, it's his grace, you know, but coming through her, you know, to come just as, as the Lord came through her, just as Jesus came through her womb, grace is coming through and blessings is coming through her womb um, to touch us. And, and, and so, when we consecrate ourselves to her, we give ourselves over at saying, okay, Mary, um, you, I need your help. Like, I'm, I'm just a little apple that's not very beautiful, and I need a lot of grace and a lot of help, and so I'm going to ask for your help so that I can give my complete surrender to God, that I can fiat, that I can give myself over. And, and she always, and everybody's like, well, why would you go to Our Lady and go to the Lord? Well, because Our Lady always points you to the Lord. Look at the wedding feast at Cana. What does she say? Do whatever, they, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever Jesus tells you. She always points to Jesus. She will always, the closer you go to Mary, I promise the closer you go to Jesus because she's always leading you to her son. She's never taking it all for herself. She's always leading you to Jesus. Um, we consecrate ourselves to her to, um, to, to basically give our hearts, our, our prayers, our petitions over and say, okay, I don't know what to pray for oftentimes. I don't know um, what's best for my life. I need help. And you say, Mary, help me. And so it's giving all of our prayers, giving all of these things over to our lady and letting her shine the apple, letting her put a silver platter and say, okay, yes, this is a good petition. We're going to bring it to her. Or, you know what? We're going to actually pray for this instead, right? And, uh, and she just helps us. She helps us fiat. She helps us give ourselves over to her son. She helps us to embrace our cross. She was there. She, her, her, her heart was pierced at the, at the, at the um, foot of the cross that she experienced, you know, the, the, the spiritual death of, of the crucifixion. Um, as a sword pierced her heart, as was prophesied by Simeon over her. And as she experienced that, she knows 
um, the deep, deep pain in the wound of the cross, and she'll help us to endure the crosses of our life. So as we give ourselves over, we consecrate ourselves to her. Um, we are we're just basically entrusting ourselves to her, trusting that she's going to help us grow closer to our God, His Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I think um, you know, oftentimes we we think about Our Lady, um, and I mean, if you look at the way. Many of the saints in the early church would speak about her. You know, she was she was so much more central, I think, than than kind of what's happened um, in in the recent years with with how we might look at her. Uh, and I think some of that might might just be because um, you know I know a lot of people who deal with kind of that that scrupulosity of oh well you know kind of what we, you were saying you know if I go to Mary isn't that going to take away from Jesus or um, you know, why, why should I not just go straight to Jesus? And, um, and I think that kind of what's happened, uh, a little bit is that we've forgotten that the Lord has specifically appointed our lady and given her that role of, of being queen of heaven and earth, um, and all that that entails. Um, but I think that as people are also starting to rediscover, you know, deeper devotion to our lady, that, um, these are also the people who, um, will, kind of manifest deeper devotion to our Lord, deeper devotion to the sacraments and to Orthodox teachings in the church. Um, so all that being said, uh, how can we um, kind of think about Marian consecration uh, insofar as how it ties into the rest of, of our lives as Christians and following the Lord? And like, uh, even, you know, is it, just, is it just another devotion? You know, is it just another thing that, that I can do um, you know, to be a good Catholic, or is it is it something more than that? So I don't know if I can overemphasize how important I think this is for the church today. We are going through a very very difficult time in our in our worlds, in our nation, in our church, and um, we just can't do it on our like like it's it's it it's it, when everything's falling apart around you, um, you need help. And, and consecration particularly means to make holy, to set something aside. Right, and, and and what we're saying is, I need to be set aside because why? The world is drawing me like like a hundred miles an hour into a direction, a opposite of God. I mean, look around with with gender ideology, with marriage, with family. I mean, things are falling apart, and so that we like we need we need help. We need to be consecrated, set aside, made holy, and, and to consecrate us to Our Lady is to say, I want to be set aside, Mary. I want to be set aside from the world. And, and the world's dragging me really hard, and I need your help to not do that. And so uh, this is, I mean, I would say um, almost necessary for the Christian spiritual life. Um, and in our time, in our day, uh, it's something that, you know, the church has been emphasizing for, for hundreds, thousands of years, and something that we're saying, um, I need to be set aside. And Mary, help me to be set aside for God, dedicated to God. So we consecrate ourselves to Our Lady, asking for her to help us and lead us closer to her son. So if you would uh, be interested, if you'd like to join the Friars in, in a Marian consecration, um, we will be beginning on November 5th, uh, and we will be ending on December 8th, so to consecrate our, ourselves to Our Lady under the title Immaculate Conception, uh, which is a, a huge uh, Marian title, especially for Franciscans. Um, and if you are interested in that, you can just let us know, uh, and uh, we will also be offering uh, at least a once weekly, probably on a Thursday night, um, you know, going deeper with consecration, uh, as you can either choose to do the 33 Days to Morning Glory consecration, 
Um, or you can do the St. Louis de Montfort consecration, uh, which goes a little bit, actually a lot deeper um, and, and entails a little bit, a little bit more time for prayer and whatnot. Um, so you can look into those two options, uh, 33 days to prepare on the 34th day you consecrate. Um, but highly recommend it. It's, it's changed my own life, and I know all the friars can say the same. But with that being said, we have come to that, that time. Sometimes that dread time, sometimes that joyful time, but it is that time nonetheless. Okay. Hit me. And I've been so, going on questions all day. I'm ready. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, in the, I'm in the mood. Good. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I, <laughs> I have a question for you about if you were marooned on an island for a year. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And during that time, you can have with you three saints. Which three saints would you have with you? Okay. Uh, can I have a follow-up question? Yes. A- am I, it's like, I'm going to be on a year no matter what. Like, it's, it's like in the year, it, then it's over after a year. It's not like if I have the ask guys who I think could help build a boat. No, you know, you're not trying to escape. This isn't and, Gilligan's and, Island. And not survive. Like, I don't need like yeah. a fisherman there. Yeah, like, that's, no, me. you don't need, you're not. Everything survival's granted. You just. be there a year. I'm just. Think of it as a, as a, a elongated retreat. Okay. Wow. You you even have like a nice a nice place to sleep. Someone can make you food, but it's more like you're on the island for a year yeah. to pray and to learn. Okay. Well, I, can I choose Mary and Joseph? Because <laughs> I so I mean, it just seems as if when you go with Our Lady and Joseph. Okay, just, five saints. <laughs> uh, I just want to hear all about like Our Lord, you know, from from yeah. firsthand experience, like what it was like. What I totally get like, it. I what, totally get it. I mean that that I'm, I just I could I could pepper them for questions for a year. They, mm-hmm. they you know don't know if they get would you get tired of them. Probably not. But I was just like, okay, well we only have a year, so please start talking, and we'll stop for eating and sleeping. But tell yes. me everything. Yes. Um, and uh, so if I get that, and then also probably one of the apostles, I'd love to hear. Um, just what it was like, because Mary was there for, for obviously most of it, but there were certain times when, he, like the Transfiguration, and yeah. other times where Our Lady wasn't there. So having someone like Peter, just because he was pretty much always on the inside circle, yeah. Um, and just to get all these, ex- like, I just want to learn about the Lord, like from firsthand experience. After that, it's uh, I mean, I have like a hundred going through <laughs> my main, but uh, I want to say Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. I'd love to learn how to live a better Franciscan. I just want to pepper him, but like, okay, here's what we're doing. And probably he would just probably ream me out. <laughs> no, probably with a lot of love. He probably would not ream me out. He probably and I just be very sympathetic, very loving, and just help me to to meditate on the cross, help me to learn how to pray. Um, and then, um, wow, only one more, huh? I'm gonna go with, um, wow. Okay, I'm just, uh, he's, I'm named after him, St. Anthony of the Desert. Hmm. Um, I, I just, I love him. He's been really close to me my whole life. And my whole life, well, since I, since college. Um, Anthony Pat has been close to me my whole life. But I have to go to Anthony of the Desert because I just, um, I, living in the desert, like the early church, at knowing Athanasius, going through those difficulties, going through those struggles, just learning, sitting at the feet of a, of a man who just spent his life, 106 years, just turning and meditating on the, on the things of God. Mm. I think it really helped me, especially on Desert Island. Okay, like I need some help out here. Yes, yeah. Okay, so I think you gave me four. No, Our, our, our Lady and Joseph, mm-hmm. Peter. Oh, Peter, Francis. Peter. Forgot Peter. And okay, good. Anybody. So you have five. Great. So if Mary and Joseph are on the table, then I definitely have Mary and Joseph too. <laughs> um, but then I think I would do, I think I would do 
John, the beloved disciple. I think I would do Teresa of Avila, and then I think I would also do Francis. Okay. Yeah. It's for similar reasons. Like, you know, just the inside look at the life of the Lord. Hey, Francis, what the heck am I doing? Help me be a Franciscan. Yeah. And then Teresa of Avila, just to ask her questions about prayer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's a great list. Yeah. All right. Well, that will uh, do it for us today. We hope that we have addressed your questions well. Uh, <laughs> and if not, then we can blame Father Peter Teresa. Yeah. Okay. And uh, please do um, think about doing the Marian consecration. Uh, and uh, look out for for announcements for that, especially if you are at any of our missions or parishes. Uh, But let's end with a Hail Mary. Thank Our Lady for this time as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www dot become fire dot faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h the franciscan friars of the holy spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization if you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give that's become fire dot faith slash give may the lord give you his peace we'll see you next time